Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited to share with you excerpts from two different poems. So because I'm sharing two, you won't get the entirety of both of them, but pieces of both, which are really powerful. And so the first excerpt comes from Momo, and Momo's poem reads, My home expands beyond these four walls, powerful like floor wash, boiled water and bay leaves, spotted polka dots and paintballs splashed, staining the revolving door that keeps me in rotation, that keeps me double dutching, that keeps me dancing, prancing, strolling, praising to my river of divinity. My ceiling is swirly clouds and moons that take up space. My ceiling is infinite, and I am overflow. My home is now long hallways with crayons tracing the trims, and dragonflies and mason jars lighting up my shadows. I see myself through my reflective windows, jiving in boy shorts and a top hat, sitting crisscross applesauce, reading books in my sunroom, embracing solitude, temper tantrums, and deep, belly breaths. I ask that you take your shoes off when visiting my home, allowing the sprinkles of lavender and stardust to seep into the crevices of your toes. I ask that you eat and do not go hungry here, but that you hydrate by quenching your soul. I have a lemon, avocado, and plum tree growing in every doorway. The fruits of my labors fall onto the floor, but never rotting because we rest here. We sleep as much as we play. My home is Afro beats of the soil of the motherland baked within my melanated memory. And sometimes when we miss our grandparents, we may smell mothballs, folgers, and tobacco. My home has a walk-in closet We play dress up on Fridays, contour Saturday, Vogue on Sundays, but every day is a trans celebration. We have bean bags, pillows, and stuffed animals that support us from gravity. My home has a game room where we play board games, mancala, and sing down by the bay. Sometimes we have ciphers, roasting sessions, and twerk circles. My home is hip-hop dressed in imagination. My home expands beyond this land, outside of conscious, constructive lines. You are home here. Yes, Momo, thank you so much. What a beautiful piece. And to complement that, I'm going to read an excerpt from Taylor Bland. Sleep. Sleep on it. 
Sleep on your dreams. Sleep to heal. Shallow wounds, light burdens, obstacles, minimal, in exhaustion, unvetted. Sleep through the storm. Sleep through the street shouting, the popping of glass and brick, and that bang, shootings. Sleep through those. Sleep through the headache. Sleep to be prepared. Sleep so you won't be sleepy. Go to sleep and sleep on it, like on that yearn for a whirlwind love that's never yours, and that unpaid parking ticket, the loans from financial aid, on the unsent birthday letters that have tomorrow to be sent, the unread emails, unwashed clothes, dirty dishes, messy closet, a hole in my favorite dress, a dirty bed with cracker crumbs, papers flung across the living room, Sleep on it. It's sweet to feel like there's tomorrow. Panic on pause. Life doesn't have to get to me today. Panic on pause. Living will happen by vehicle of rest. Worries unended will face their due. A solution is near when you pause to renew. Today, I sleep. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. Thank you both so much, Taylor and Momo, for these incredible pieces dealing with our topic for today in part, which is rest. And Momo talks about us being at home and welcoming others into our home where we nourish ourselves, where we rest, where we dance, where we are whole. And then Taylor talks about uh, the importance of putting our panic on pause, not being so frantic, running through the day, running through the week, and slowing down to rest. Yes. And so I want to really reflect today to share with you different types of rest and different types of restoration. And this is especially important because we are in a season where so many people are drained, where so many people are running on empty, where so many people feel like they don't have anything left to give or that they are giving their last And so as you welcome yourself home, I invite you to rest and to rest holistically, your mind, your heart, your body, your spirit, to rest instead of perpetually moving and proving and clutching and clinging and chasing, but to be to know that there is sacredness in your being, there is wholeness in your being, that you are already enough. I invite you to take breath in this moment and really reflect that back to yourself. I am enough. I can be still. I am enough. I am enough. I can release, I can let go, I can be present to this moment 
instead of anticipating and preparing for tomorrow's tomorrow's tomorrow, I can be present today in this hour, in this minute, in this second, in this breath. Ah, beautiful. So I want to tell you about these different types of rest. The first type of rest is the one you would usually think about, and that is the physical. And so allowing your body to rest, allowing your body to be still, allowing uh, yourself to take physical pause, to get out of the hustle and bustle and the constant motion and to really lay down is the popular song now. You all would say lie down. So whether we are speaking in our language and vernacular, but to allow yourself to allow your body to rest and restore, to actually recline, And so even on today, if you're listening to this episode, laying down, what a gift. What a gift to your body, to your muscles, to your skeletal system, to your circulation, to allow your body to rest and restore. And so I invite you to think about your sleep hygiene, your sleep schedule, and could you go to bed a little earlier, for some people a lot earlier? Could you give yourself on some days the juiciness of a nap? Could you rest midday? Is that ever possible for you? And what would have to happen for that to be possible? So we want to really appreciate uh, the importance of physical rest both stillness and sleep. Stillness, when I'm awake but not always on the go, and then sleep, because during sleep, a lot of our necessary shedding and resetting and restoring and releasing happens in the body, that our health conditions can often improve with more rest. And so consider for yourself this radical honesty of what are ways in which you have been supporting your sleep and supporting your stillness and what are ways that you have been fighting sleep and what are ways you have been fighting stillness. And can you make a commitment, a covenant with yourself today that I am going to get out of the way of my physical rest and I'm going to receive it. I'm going to gift it to myself that I am worthy of sleep, that I am worthy of stillness. And so I give it to myself to the capacity that I am able. I give it to myself to the capacity that I am able. Along with our physical rest, we also want to think about social rest. I invite you to consider 
What are the social connections that drain you and leave you more exhausted and more empty? And what are the social connections that are actually restorative to you, right? Whose presence can you sit in and feel energized uh, that you can come away from it feeling refreshed or revived or inspired? And then as you consider those two different categories to say, because I value my rest, I am going to organize my life in such a way where I reduce the social encounters with people who empty me and I increase the social encounters, connections, time with people whose presence I find restorative. Yes, so this may be a journaling exercise for you this week as you really reflect on your social life, your friends, your family, your partnership, your parenting, as you look at the landscape, your work relationships. And if, as you reflect on all of the different ways you interact with people, if you conclude that everybody is draining, then we really want to think about why that is so, right? Is there something within me that makes it uh, a hardship to engage and what is going on within me that makes it that way? Or is it something about the people I have invited into my life and my space? Or is it something about the ways in which I interact which may be very one-sided. And so if in the presence of people, I feel the need to perform, to be on, to perpetually give and never receive, then I will not have any encounters that bring refreshing because I have not yet learned how to give myself permission to receive. So is it the people that I am choosing is it the way that I am interacting with them? It is, the, is it the way that I am thinking about my role in relationship that makes everything draining? And what a gift it is when we allow ourselves delight, right? To be able to spend time in the presence of those whom we enjoy. So I invite you to think about in your family, in your friendship circle, who are the people that you enjoy, right? Who are the people that are life bringing? And it doesn't mean they have to be, you know, happy, happy all the time, but they're the core of who they are aligns with the core of who you are. And so there is restoration there. And for some of you, you may be thinking of elders, like an auntie or a grandparent. Uh, for some of you, you may think of your best friend. Uh, for some of you, it may be your partner. For some of you, it may be someone who you align with in the work that you're doing. 
And so that whole piece of iron sharpens iron. So when you get in their presence that you all feed off of each other and it's stimulating and you can do the things that you're here to do. And so we want to think about social rest being very important. Another form of restoration is in our creativity. And so our artistry uh, can nourish us and restore us. That when you're on empty, oftentimes you may feel like you are doing things that are routine, that are robotic, that are dry, that you are navigating dead spaces, uh, you are having to go through the motions with things that are not really fulfilling. And so to give your uh, creative side restoration, I invite you to think about carving out time and protecting time for you to be able to connect with your artistry, with your artistic ways. And so it can be restorative to paint. It can restore you to write. It can restore you to dance and move your body. It can restore you to act and to perform, to take on different characters in your creativity. It can restore you to decorate your space in ways that are refreshing to you, that when you walk into your space, you feel, ah, I'm home, I'm home. <laughs> and so to do the things in your space that will creatively delight you, creatively revive you, creatively restore you. And for some of you that may even look like getting creative in your presentation of yourself, right? That some people, when they're ready for a shift, they change their hair, or they change their style, they change their wardrobe. And so open your imagination so that you can really be refilled and fulfilled. That if you are going through the motions of living and are bored, you need a creative reset that will be life-giving and life-affirming for you. And so as we consider our physical rest, our social rest, our creative rest, I want to also name the importance of mental rest, that many of us are overthinkers, that we can get caught in ruminating, in anxiety, in perpetually preparing for the future. And so for my mental rest, I invite you to think about being open to meditation, right? To focus on either breath or focus on God, to focus on the present moment. And so, yes, the mind will wander and will try to go different places. And as the saying goes, we cannot stop a bird from landing on us, but we can ensure that it doesn't build a nest, right? So random thoughts can pop in your head, 
But instead of grabbing a hold of them and massaging them and digesting them and chewing on them for an hour to say, yeah, I noticed that came to my mind. I release it. I focus back on my breath, right? I tune into this moment, right? I am present. I tune into my senses, what I see in this moment, what I hear, what I feel, what I taste, what I smell. I am present, yes? So to give yourself a mental break so that you are not perpetually stressing yourself out, right? There are things, of course, that require our attention, but when we are honest, we can all say there comes a point when worrying is not helpful and we are actually adding to our own stress. So we do the things that we have a capacity to do and some things really mentally needing to let go of, that it will be what it will be. And me spending more hours replaying it in my mind is not going to change the past or is not going to shift the dynamics that I am already aware of in my present. And so I hope you can give yourself mental break. I hope that you can give yourself grace and compassion. I hope that this is the season when you're able to release some things. It doesn't mean it will never occur to you, that it will never pop in your mind, but that it will not hold the same power or the same poison that it has held for so long. It is also important to give yourself spiritual rest. And so for spiritual rest, I recognize the holiness of my life. And what that means is the meaning and purpose. And so when I'm clear about purpose, I can reorder my priorities and stop consuming my mind and my time with things that really are not significant or not in alignment with my values or with truth. And so spiritually, let us consider meaning, making, and purpose. Because when I am flowing in purpose, I'm restored. When I'm doing a bunch of nonsense, that is very difficult to maintain. And so if you can reflect in this season of your life, what are the ways that you feel you are living out your gifts, your calling, your purpose? What are the ways in which perhaps you are in service to a, a larger good, a good beyond yourself? So what we do for humanity, what we do for community, we recognize that those are life-giving. And so we nourish our spirits by uh, giving ourselves the gift of time, energy, and focus on those things that revitalize us. We also want to consider rest, uh, sensory rest. So the things that we are taking in, sometimes we are on overload. And so getting away from constant Zoom, getting away from the hours and hours on computers and on phones, all of these devices and gadgets 
can keep us uh, stimulated and alert in a way that is actually draining and emptying. And so can you commit to give yourself time away from television, time away from the phone, time away from the computer? Can you allow your eyes to rest? Can you allow even your ears to rest? Can you be still in the silence, to be still in the symphony of nature, where suddenly if you turn all that stuff off, you could hear the birds singing, right? If you turn all of that off, you can hear the wind blowing through the trees. When you turn all that off, you can hear your own inner orchestra. So some of us have not been able to hear ourselves because we are perpetually consumed with all of these gadgets. And then we want to uh, really consider emotional rest. And with emotional rest, I want to manage my stress by, when possible, decreasing my time in spaces and places and on task that stress me out, right? And it also helps to put things in perspective because I know some of you will say, well, I can't turn those things off. Those are my responsibilities. But if there is a way, as was shared in our poem today, in one of our poems, for me not to approach the task of my day from that place of of panic, In the poem, it said, panic on pause, panic on pause. I'll say panic uh, on stop. Some of us need to not just uh, pause it, but to really stop the panic so that we can be restored, so that we can be restored. And so think about as you consider the different forms of rest, what you can do in this moment, what you can do today, what you can do this week what you can shift in your lifestyle so that you can have more restoration. You're worthy of it. You're deserving of it. Your body, heart, mind, and spirit need it. I invite you to rest. May your soul tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Oh